You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during signup. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Saturday, May the 8th. Ian Cameron with you. We are ready for a big Saturday NHL card. Uh, Same as always, it's what you would expect. We're getting down to the last couple games of the regular season for all of these teams in a position where, look, motivation and situations have to be part of your betting process. This late in the season in the NHL, you're going to see teams that have clinched divisions, teams that have clinched what position they are going to be in, teams that are you know already out of the playoffs. Where's their motivation going to come from? Uh, all kinds of different scenarios. There's going to be a little player intangible that we're going to talk about with one of the games today. So it's always more, you don't want to totally ignore matchups and current form and just team A versus team B, who has the edge in terms of stats, in terms of the matchup. But you also have to incorporate some of these situations late into the season. We'll try to do that on this Saturday card. And we'll do that with yet another special guest joining us here uh, on the ice, guys. Happy to have him. He's an NHL better. He's from Sin City, Las Vegas, a place that I miss so much. I haven't been back to Las Vegas in a couple of years now. You know, for the most part of this decade, uh, the last decade, 2010 to 2020, which is really when I began a full-time sports better and handicapper, I made it a mission of mine to visit Las Vegas once every year, at least once every year. And I have not been to Las Vegas um, in a couple of years. And I have not been there since the Vegas Golden Knights started playing there. And I'm, and I'm sad about it. And I got to change that. And once this bloody pandemic is finally behind us, I'm aiming to get back to Las Vegas. So I'm looking forward to it. Happy to have Adam Larson joining me today uh, from Las Vegas, NHL better on this edition of the Ice Guys. Adam, welcome to the Ice Guys. How are you today? Doing fantastic. Thanks for having me in. Yeah, absolutely. Good to have you with us. Uh, before we get into the Saturday card, 
anytime we have someone on for the first time, just a little uh, mention about, you know, how you got into betting, uh, how you got ex- specifically interested in hockey, uh, interested in NHL betting. Uh, how did that come about for you, Adam? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I grew up in Minnesota originally. And so, you know, growing up, my my dad was always a hockey coach. And so ever since I could walk, I was skating. And so, you know, Minnesota is the state of hockey, if you will. And so that's every high school has a has a hockey team and the, the competition level there is just pretty well. And so, um, you know, I picked up hockey a lot. And uh, my dad coached some guys, you know, back in the day, like Paul Martin, um, Jordan Leopold, Brandon uh, uh, Hendrix, I think. Um, so just always been around and, um, played, played hockey through high school. And so, um, I just, I follow it now. I love it. The golden Knights are awesome. So it's, it's hard to be, um, in Las Vegas and not follow that team. So. Uh, it's funny in the chat, uh, in our YouTube chat, we have the biggest freaking Minnesota wild fan. You could imagine Terry Edelman who watches our show every day. He is a huge Minnesota wild fan and he's just basically spazzing out and just wild with excitement and glee and utter joy at the sight of your Minnesota wild picture frame, uh, in the background. He's absolutely loving that, uh, right now he's going nuts. He's going berserk. Uh, he's already a fan of you as a guest just for having that picture. Uh, on the wall <laughs> I, I, and i knew he would be looking and everybody's uh, get, uh, razzing him a little bit uh, in the chat but yeah, yeah he's a big minnesota wild fan uh they're playing well uh before we get into today's card just look you're in las vegas you see the golden knights up close and personal uh you're right there with them they've had an excellent season uh still trying to nail down first place in the west division ahead of colorado and minnesota uh, what a trio. What a playoffs it's going to be in that division with those four teams. I mean, Vegas, Colorado, Minnesota, and St. Louis. Buckle up. Buckle the fuck up. It is going to be one hell of a playoffs uh, with those four teams. It's going to be exciting. Talk about them. Talk about, obviously, if you want Minnesota, since you've got a little connection there with them. Uh, what's your observations of those two teams in particular? Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the the Wild have been excellent at home. The XL Energy Center, that place is always rocking. Um they've just been having solid goaltending too. You know, they've, uh, that, that, uh, Kirill, the thrill, whatever they call him, that guy's amazing. The rookie. Um, so the wild, yeah, they've, they've been rallying. They've got some momentum going into the playoffs and, um, man, the golden Knights, they've been, they've been good ever since they started their first year. They went, what they went all the way or they, they've, they've won their, their conference the last, I, I don't know, three last three years. And so, yeah, two, two great teams in my opinion. Yeah, no doubt. They have been uh, excellent, and uh, Minnesota has proven their worth as well. We've talked about it ad nauseum on this show with the offense, with and Fiala needs to be included in that discussion. Obviously, Kirill the Thrill Kaprizov has been ridiculous, but Kevin Fiala, since getting him in uh, from Nashville, he has transformed them as well. Uh, Zuccarello stayed healthy. Uh, uh, Nick Bonino has been a nice little depth center with playoff experience. I mean, there's a lot to like with Minnesota. And of course it goes, goes without saying Vegas, Petrangelo bringing him in on the blue line to solidify that group. It's all, it was already a good defense with Theodore and Martinez. And then you bring in Alex Petrangelo, uh, just to make it just a, a phenomenal blue line, one through six, uh, Pacioretty, Stone, Carlson, Marcia, so Smith up front leading a very good forward group. And of course you got the two. Uh, the, the two-headed monster in goal, uh, Robin Leonard and Marc-Andre Fleury, although Leonard's kind of struggled, kind of faltered a little bit lately. Even last night, a couple of those goals he gave up to St. Louis were not very good, but uh, nevertheless, they're, they're still a loaded team, Vegas. That'll be a fun playoffs, no question uh, about that. 
All right, let's get to it. Saturday card, lots of games to break down. Uh, let's start uh, with the uh, New York Rangers taking on the uh, Boston Bruins. Uh, this is the game that on Thursday night when these teams played, uh, everybody and his brother that bets hockey pretty much was on Boston in some form in that game. Do we come back to them here? They're minus 285 home favorites in this game. The total five and a half uh, shaded to the under uh, in this one. Uh, Boston can still, with where the standings are right now, uh, they could actually still move up in the standings. There's still incentive. If you listen to our boy Jimmy Murphy, uh, colleague of the Ice Guys, he's talked about it. You know, they're four points behind Pittsburgh. It's a long shot that they can win the division with only three games left. Uh, but, boy, they're going to give it a, a try, uh, uh, this Bruins team, playing extremely well, even without Charlie Coyle. Taylor Hall has been good. I was questioning that since they got him uh, from the trade deadline, but he's already doubled his offensive output and goals scored since arriving with the Bruins. Uh, of course, Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasternak, arguably the best top line in the NHL. Goes without saying how good they've been. Uh, and Jake DeBrusque, who had been struggling, gets a goal the other night. Great call by Jimmy there. The New York Rangers, they've been through a hell and back this week. You know, they're out of the playoffs now. They keep on losing. They just saw their GM and their president of hockey operations, John Davidson and Jeff Gorton, both get fired by that nutcase, uh, James Dolan, uh, that nut, nutcase owner, as I like to call him. Uh, and it, uh, shockingly, considering the job they've done, all because they wouldn't sign off on him uh, ripping George Peros publicly, saying he should be fired. Uh, that's exactly why I think he was looking for a reason to fire him anyway, fire those two guys anyway, because they had a bad season. Uh, the Rangers then had nothing in the tank. Jimmy said it. He was there watching that game. They had zero in the gas tank. They had nothing. They were getting outshot like thir 30 to nine at one point by the Boston Bruins in that four nothing shutout win. Um, I'm not going to unload on Boston like I did on Thursday where I was on the first period puck line. I was on Boston in regulation. I took Boston puck line minus one and a half goals. I'll probably still bet those three, but I'll probably go a little bit smaller from a wager amount standpoint, from a, a units perspective uh, after winning Thursday. Um, and Tuka Rask is in net for the Bruins. It's been confirmed. He's been great. Uh, in net for the Bruins since returning from his injury. The Rangers, by the way, they still have a lot of key cogs out. Kreider, they've been holding him out. Panarin's not coming back after the Tom Wilson incident due to injury. Lindgren, Howden are all out for the uh, Rangers as well. So it's just difficult to, for me to trust them, to find the inspiration you know, and the motivation uh, to play well here in these last few games, to be motivated to win. Uh, whereas I don't think that's an issue with Boston. So I'm actually going to go to those same bets, smaller amounts. I'm not going to go crazy and hammer it like I did Thursday uh, because it's, you know, Boston might be, you know, we just beat the hell out of this team. Maybe we're a little bit lackadaisical today, but I still think they get the job done. So for me, Boston first period minus a half goal at a plus price and Boston puck line minus one and a half, uh, which is currently at around minus 125. Uh, that's what I'm going to go with here uh, in this game. Uh, Adam, what's your thoughts here, Rangers and Bruins? Yeah, yeah, I like the puck line too here for the Bruins. Um, I also I kind of would lean towards the under, five and a half goals. Um, like you said, Tuukka Rask has been solid. I look at the month of May for the Rangers, and they've, they've, uh, they've pitched a, a goose egg two out of those four games. Um, the Islanders don't usually put up a lot of points either. Um, Good, or I'm sorry, the 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 rain or the Bruins. I, I think this is just going to be a low-scoring game, right? So I would lean towards the under, and I like the puck line too. All right, Boston puck line and the under five and a half minus one sixteen. Get that classic three to one or four to one score, which is very possible. 
uh, with right. the, I could see that happening here because you're right. The Bruins aren't lighting it up, but they're not giving up much at all right now. And the Rangers team total obviously cashed in. I would lean to that as well uh, in this one. Uh, Buffalo Sabres and the Pittsburgh Penguins. We've got Pittsburgh minus 350 uh, in this game. The total six and a half in this one. Uh, definitely a shootout, uh, a Wild West shootout of sorts with these two teams the other night. Uh, Pittsburgh hanging a touchdown basically on the uh, Buffalo Sabres uh, in that game the other night. Uh, against the uh, Penguins and uh, the uh, uh, the bloom came off the rose, if you will, for Michael Hauser, who had been a feel good story this week for the Buffalo Sabres. 28 years old, has been in the minor leagues for many, many years, finally gets his first start in the NHL uh, with the Sabres and actually not only wins his first ever NHL start against the Islanders, he wins his second start as well uh, against the New York Islanders. Um, and uh, the roof caved in, unfortunately, on him in the game against Pittsburgh. Faced 34 shots, but they were a lot of high-danger, high-quality chances. It was a really bad night for the Sabres' defense. Uh, the teammates said, we feel responsible for the eight goals that went in. Uh, talking about, you know, we didn't help him out at all, Jeff Skinner said. Uh, Skinner, as I like to say, I always got to throw that in when I talk Jeff Skinner. Uh, Hauser, you know, won his first starts, but, you know, the problem is, and, and the thing that you got to keep in mind here uh, with Buffalo today is that they really felt ashamed for him, for Hauser, that they played that poorly in front of him uh, because he's got friends and family. He's a Pittsburgh guy. He grew up, you know, playing youth hockey in Pittsburgh, Michael Hauser. Uh, and they were very, very upset with the way they didn't play well defensively in front of Michael Hauser the other night against Pittsburgh. And they're talking about that being a lot better tonight. And you talk about motivation. There's motivation for Buffalo, it sounds like. You want those angles. You want those quotes from Skinner and some of these Buffalo players talking about, we let let this guy, we hung this guy out to dry the other night, giving up eight goals against Pittsburgh. We've got to be a lot better tonight. I think they show up big today. I think Buffalo's a very live underdog in this game, and we have seen them sometimes this season when they lose to a team and won in the first meeting head-to-head. In the next one, they've been pushing back and playing better. I'm going to go with two bets here on the Buffalo Sabres in this one. Buffalo plus one and a half, which is about plus 130, plus 135. So they lose by one, you cash. And I'm going to sprinkle on that plus 305 on the money line. I'm going to do it. Even though Pittsburgh's got a lot to play for, they're trying to clinch first place in the division. Uh, I understand all of that. Um, But I think Buffalo with, with Hauser playing close to home, close to family and friends, uh, just absolutely not at all impressed and pleased with their performance defensively the other night. I think they bring it. They sound like a team. You've got to look for these situations where a team out of the playoffs, what is their reason to play hard? What is their reason to try to win? They're just giving you their reason right here. We want to do better for our goalie than that, especially when he's playing in front of family and friends and close to home in Pittsburgh as a Pittsburgh guy. So I would expect the Sabres to bring it today. I would lean to the over, but the, and I'll probably bet the over small as well, just in case maybe they're just not good enough defensively to stop Pittsburgh, especially when you're seeing Jeff Carter, you know, have a hat trick like he got the other night and Crosby and Malkin and Rust uh, are, are, and Gensel are doing their thing as well. Uh, maybe they're just not good enough defensively to contain Pittsburgh, but I do think there'll be a concerted, strong effort from the Sabres, and that could be enough for them to hang around in this game, make amends for a terrible defensive effort in front of their goalie, uh, and they want to do better by him today 
in this game this afternoon. So three bets, Buffalo plus a, a goal and a half on the puck line. I'm going to sprinkle on that plus 300 uh, on the money line and also a little small bet over six and a half here uh, as well. Sabres first period is not a bad suggestion from Osby in the chat. Jump on them early. I might probably sprinkle a bit on that too. It's crazy. I'm, all these Buffalo bets, but I just think there's something there potentially this afternoon with the Sabres. Uh, Adam, are you as gutsy and ballsy as me here with this game, Buffalo and Pittsburgh, to take the Sabres? Yeah, you know, you mentioned some good points. Yeah, I'm definitely not in a rush to um, put my money on the Penguins at minus 300. Um, but a couple things that I was kind of looking at is Pittsburgh does play good at home. Um, I believe they're at home, right, tonight? Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Pittsburgh plays pretty good at home. Um, like you said, too, they've got a huge offensive threat. They're they're almost first in goals scored offensively, and Buffalo is 30th. They're almost last in, in goals allowed. And so, like you said, this could go over the total. I would lean towards that. And, yeah, I kind of like, you know, I don't I don't think the Sabres get blown out. I think it could be close. So, All right, like in uh, a lean to Buffalo uh, here a little bit for uh, Adam in this one. And, by the way, uh, Maxime Legacy, uh, is in net for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, so it's not Tristan Jari, and it's not Casey DeSmith. And I don't think it's Casey DeSmith, not because of an injury, but because he just hasn't played as well lately. And I think they want to give Max Legacy, who was in the Vegas Golden Knights organization uh, for a few years there, uh, they're going to give him a look here uh, going into this game. Uh, Legacy hasn't appeared in an NHL game since uh, since two seasons ago. That's how long it's been when he surrendered four goals on 31 shots for Vegas. Yes, we remember him from the Vegas Golden Knights. I sure do. Uh, you know, he's going to look for uh, to bounce back here. Uh, first start in two years. But, you know, you don't have you don't have the Vegas defense in front of you. Keep that in mind. Legacy had a much better blue line uh, in front of him in Vegas than he's got here with the uh, uh, Pittsburgh uh, Penguins. So, uh, we'll have to wait and see. I shouldn't say that, but uh, Pittsburgh's defense has been come and go a little bit uh, this season. Uh, but we'll see if he can uh, settle down and play well here uh, in this one. I'm not sold. I mean, you're talking about a guy that hasn't played in the NHL for a couple of seasons. We'll have to wait and see uh, if he can uh, play well today. Uh, not that, again, Michael Hauser's trustworthy, but I think Buffalo's really talking about playing better uh, in front of them. So that for that reason, at this price, again, if it's Pittsburgh minus 160, I, I, I wouldn't even come close to betting Buffalo. Uh, but this is all about where the price is. Tampa Bay and Florida. Uh, next game, Tampa Bay minus 115. Uh, road favorites, total five and a half, uh, shaded to the over. Uh, Stamkos and Kucherov are going to be back at playoff time, it sounds like, for the Lightning. So that's big. Uh, we now know that these two teams, Adam, they're going to play in the first round, Tampa Bay and Florida. That is confirmed. And I know they're still jockeying, you can say, for second place uh, in that division. Carolina's already clinched first. How much does it matter to these two teams? I'm not so sure. I mean, it is home ice in the series. But again, with minimal fans uh, in the building, it's not as big a deal to get home ice or not. And I don't know how these coaches, Quenville and Cooper, are going to approach them. These two teams are going to play each other in the first round. Do you really want to go balls to the wall, risk an injury? When you're going to be playing the same team, do you want to show too much with your power play uh, or, or with certain things you do offensively? That is always the big question. Uh, they asked uh, Quenville, though, uh, about whether these games against Tampa Bay, do you look at these as exhibition games? Do you look at them as tune-up games? Or do you look at it as, hey, we want to go out there and win? He said, we will be playing to win. There is still a lot at stake. There is home ice. 
We're sorting things out as nothing has been finalized yet. It's not etched in stone. We'll play it one game at a time with the purpose to win that game, and we'll go from there. Cooper, he, uh, Tampa Bay head coach, he says, we like where we're at. When you get close to the playoffs, it's always good to be playing for something, even if it is home ice and you kind of know who you're going to play. You don't want your team taking their foot off the gas. So I don't know if that's coach speak. Sometimes you have to read between the lines, but the coach speak says that the coaches are trying to make it sound like we both want to win this game. Quenville's saying that about Florida. John Cooper is saying that about Tampa Bay. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Basilevsky's played pretty good against Flo uh, Florida, 2.1 goals against average. We'll see if he's in net today. You would think so uh, because they used uh, McElhaney uh, last night in the game uh, against the uh, Dallas Stars. So I'm assuming it's going to be a Basilevsky tonight, although they have given him – they've given him weekends off, actually, because they played Detroit last weekend, and Basilevsky didn't play – in either of those games for Tampa Bay against Detroit last weekend. So be careful with that. You could actually see Christopher Gibson, uh, the other goalie who's been starting a couple of games lately for Tampa Bay, but not confirmed yet who's going to be in net uh, for uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is just a tough, tough, tricky game all around, in my opinion. Uh, I would lean to Florida a little bit because, again, they're the team that didn't play last night. It's a back-to-back -back, uh, for Tampa Bay. But these teams are seeing each other in the playoffs. I think both teams will live. If they lose this game tonight, they're not going to be uh, all that upset, all that heartbroken. It's just a difficult game to gauge uh, overall, sidewise and totals wise. So probably a game I'm going to pass on uh, Tampa Bay and Florida. Adam, what's your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I was kind of wondering who was going to start too. Um, if Vasilevsky starts, I mean, he's he's tied for third at five shutouts um, on the season. He's a solid goaltender. I think if this this comes down to a special teams match, um, I think Tampa has the edge there. They have a solid power play, like you mentioned. Um, and then, you know, the Panthers kind of struggle on the penalty kill. So I, I think there's an edge there if, if the game is uh, special teams, uh, if there's a lot of penalties. Um, yeah, six meetings between these two. It's tied three of three. So this is going to be a good game. Um, I actually kind of lean towards Tampa Bay. I kind of like them, but like you said, I'm, I'm I don't I'm, I'm not probably not going to bet this game, but it'll be fun to watch. It, very interesting to watch. Hopefully, it's a good game. It, hopefully, it's a fun and exciting game. I hope so. But you know, you know what it reminds me of, Adam, and I'm, I don't love always comparing two different sports. But you know, sometimes in the preseason in the NFL, two teams play each other. And sometimes those same two teams, especially if they're division teams, they play each other in the regular season. In the preseason, you don't want to show too much. You know, you're going to have a vanilla offense. You're going to have not, not the whole playbook is open, and you don't run every play that you have. That could be the same thing here with Tampa, Florida tonight. You don't want to maybe show everything to the other team, although maybe they've seen everything already because you played each other what feels like a million times this season with the way the schedule has been. But something to keep in mind at least when you look at this game tonight. Uh, Detroit and Columbus, the uh, next game on the uh, slate here. We've got uh, in this one, uh, let me just uh, bring up the number here. It is uh, Columbus here, minus 130, home favorites, total five shaded to the over in this one. I'm tempted to go over at five uh, in this game because it went over last night. I said that I'm going to stay off because Detroit had been trending under and playing nothing but 2-1, 3-1 games. But sure enough, they got their offense going last night against Columbus, and they won 4-2. I'm probably going to go over the total here in this one. Over 5, minus 120. I'm kind of disappointed. I didn't pull the trigger on that last night, but Detroit was on a torrid under streak and not scoring goals and playing nothing but low-scoring games, so I stayed off it. But I think I'm going to jump on it tonight. Uh, Columbus is going to ride the kid that was in net last night. He's coming right back, John Tortorella, to him tonight. Matisse Kivlenics, 
the Latvian netminder for the uh, Jackets. Uh, he's back in net after uh, playing last night, so we'll see if uh, he can uh, – play well again here he was obviously gave up the uh, goals and the loss last night uh, yes Yarch, great point in the chat bennett and verhage are, are back and likely to play tonight for florida so that's a, a good uh that'll help them uh, in that game forgot to mention that but uh yeah from a side perspective detroit won last night maybe columbus you look at them in revenge but i don't want to lay minus 130 in a game with two teams that are not going to the postseason so i'm passing on the side I would probably look toward the over a little bit, over five here, uh, minus 120. And look, Jacob Vrana and others stepped up offensively last night uh, for Detroit. Uh, and again, two teams out of the playoffs. It's this way. I feel this way in the NBA right now as well. Two teams out of the playoffs when they play each other. It's a loose atmosphere. Nobody's blocking shots. Nobody's trying to dig in defensively. You're not going to the playoffs. These aren't games you have to win. And sometimes that leads to more offense. So I'm going to go ahead with the over here, Detroit and Columbus especially at a low total of five. Uh, Adam, how do you see this one? Red Wings and Blue Jackets. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like the value and the uh, see the value in the over for sure. Like you said, the Red Wings, the last you know handful of games have gone under. I don't think they can continue that trend. You know, it's the the end of the year; they're not making the playoffs. Like you said, I, I think we see some goals scored here. Um, can't trust either team though, really. I don't know which side to 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 go on. So I'm I'm not I don't really have much of an opinion on this game. But, um, you know, if I were to lean, I, I like leaning towards the over for sure. All right. Next game on the uh, slate, we've got the uh, as we continue on, we've got uh, the Philadelphia Flyers and the Washington Capitals. Washington minus 160 home favorites total six and a half shaded to the under uh, in this game. Uh, give the Flyers credit. Um, all of a sudden, we've seen some life from them. They've uh, notched two wins in their last three games and against good teams that are battling for first in the division. They beat Pittsburgh in the first of the two games against the Penguins, although Pittsburgh paid them back and, bl and blew them out in the rematch. And then last night, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, the 4-2 win uh, over the Washington Capitals. So uh, give the Flyers credit, uh, not rolling over completely. Uh, solid effort. Brian Elliott, let's, uh, you know, for a guy that's had a rough season, partially because he hasn't been good at times, partially because it's been a civ defense and blue line most of the season for the Flyers in front of him. But he played a better game last night. I don't know if we're going to get that from tonight's goalie, though, for the Philadelphia Flyers. Alex Lyon, uh, he has been rough, to say the least, here for the Flyers this season. He has struggled mightily. Uh, but on the flip side, Washington, you know, they've still got no Ilya Samsonov. You know, he's still out, their number one goalie. They played Vitek Vanacek last night. And Washington's going to go with old man Anderson here, Craig Anderson uh, in that here, the veteran who's been around forever. Uh, he's got to be close to 40 years old at this. Yeah, he's 39. Uh, he's been around the block. He hasn't played in forever. I mean, how do you not see a lot of goals being scored here? It's difficult to envision this not going over the total. You got to push last night if you got six. If you got six and a half last night with that Flyer Capital game, it barely stayed under. Uh, but I think this game's got a good chance to go uh, over the total. Uh, 2.8 goals against average for Anderson, which isn't bad but the save percentage is bad he hasn't faced a ton of shots in those games you can tell because it's an 881 save percentage uh for craig anderson which uh is definitely below average uh so philadelphia you know with what we've seen from them they still have you know Giroux, konechny van reamsdyke couturier uh, more than enough offense farabee has really scored lately for them uh they got one of their depth players allison scoring a couple of goals for them. So their offense should be able to find some goals. So should Washington, a bounce-back spot for them, even without Ovechkin. 
Uh, he's going to be out, it looked like, again tonight uh, for this game, most likely. I believe that is the latest update. Let me just make sure on that. Yeah, he won't play tonight either uh, against the Flyers, but you still got Baxter Moshi, Connor Sheary, Anthony Mantha, uh, you know, more than enough uh, offensive weaponry against a very suspect goalie uh, in Alex Lyon. I'm also going to look at Washington here a little bit, first period and full game puck line. Because I really do think they come out better. They come out strong here in this game uh, tonight after losing to Philly last night. And we saw this is the same approach I took with uh, Pittsburgh. When they lost to Philly this week, they bounced back in the second game. They led after the first period, and then they ended up winning uh, big uh, in that game. I think we get the same kind of potential here uh, in this game. So I'm going to go with Washington first period puck line, minus a half goal, plus 145. And I'm also going to go with Washington full game puck line minus one and a half, also plus 145, plus the full game over uh, six and a half as well. So I'm going to go with three wagers on this game here, Flyers and Capitals. Uh, Adam, what's your take on this one? Yeah, like I like the bounce back position for the Capitals at home, um, even though without Ovechkin. But like you said, the goalie situation too, you know, the, the Flyers are basically the worst when it comes to goals allowed. Um, you know, that alone with the goalie situation, um, the, the last five games, the last five meetings between these two have gone over. And uh, like you said, that one would have gone over last the last time, but it was a push. And so, yeah, I would take the over on this one and lean towards uh, the Capitals at home. Yeah. Alex Lyon versus Craig Anderson is uh, it screams out. It screams goals. There's no question uh, about that. Yeah, there's guys out, Luke. There's no question. Um but, you know, Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, I get it. Uh, you know, they're they're hurting a little bit, Washington. But so is Alex Lyon, all right, whenever I've seen him play this season. He's hurting quite a bit in terms of his performance in net. So I think Washington can still find the back of the net. But that's also why I prefer the full game over instead of the Washington team total. Because Philly could get theirs uh, in this one as well. Uh, and uh, But I... So that's why I prefer the full game total as opposed to the Capitals team total. No, no doubt, because I think Philly might be able to contribute uh, to the scoring here as well. So those are the bets for me. There the Caps first period and full game puck line and the full game over six and a half. Uh, next game, Montreal Canadiens, Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, their final meeting of the regular season. But they may be about to meet a bunch of more times in the playoffs in the first round. They are set to meet each other if the, if the season were to end today. Uh, Toronto minus 220, uh, home favorites, total six here uh, in this game, uh, shaded to the under uh, a little bit. Uh, I was on the over the last game with these two teams. I would lean that way here as well, but I, I liked it more at five and a half the last game. It looks like it's six across the board here, but Montreal is starting to score a little bit more now. Uh, the Leafs are now in this, you know, we're going to win the division. We're going to be obviously like first place. Uh, we're a little, I don't want to say they're loosening up defensively, but they're not, you know, blocking every shot. They're not all, you know, back checking as a five man group on the ice with, you know, ferocity on every single shift anymore. Save that for the playoffs uh, is probably what you sometimes are thinking in the back of your mind if you're a Toronto Maple Leaf player. So I've noticed the last couple games for Toronto, this is a team that's playing a lot more up and down. And you've seen the defense give up a little bit more. They've given up a few more goals, a few more uh, high-danger scoring chances allowed has actually gone up a little bit for Toronto uh, in the last few games. Uh, and I think that's a product of, hey, we're home and cool. We're going to win the division. We know where we're at. Uh, we're going to save that defensive tenacity, if you will, uh, for the playoffs 
uh, when the games matter. So I do. I would lean over the total again here. Uh, six, I don't like it here as much as the five and a half in the Thursday game, but I would lean in that direction. Far as the side goes, I'm off the side. I like Toronto on Thursday in a big bounce back after losing to the Habs in overtime earlier this week when Cole Caulfield uh, scored the game-winning goal uh, for the Montreal Canadiens. That might be something you bet, too. Cole Caulfield goal scorer prop, plus 300. Uh, this guy's found the back of the net now multiple games in a row. He scored against Toronto the other night. Of course, he scored the uh, game winners against Ottawa last weekend in overtime and Toronto uh, in Montreal uh, early this week in the first meeting against the Leafs. So Cole Caulfield's one of those guys, you know, he's got the uh, he's got the finish going, and we know he's an elite finisher. If you watched him at co- in college with Wisconsin, you know what he's all about. He's going to be that good as an elite goal scorer uh, in this league for a very long period of time. Uh, I'm not touching the side. Uh, Montreal just a little bit too untrustworthy. I think they'll play better tonight, but I don't know if I trust them enough to win. But I do like the over a little bit uh, here in this game over six. Uh, Adam, uh, what do you think here? Montreal, Toronto. Yeah, uh, I don't have too much of an opinion from a betting standpoint. You know, I know the Leafs have been red hot lately. Uh, of course, you know the last six of these. Uh, well, the nine meetings between the two teams, the Leafs have six of them. Um, so I don't know. They're fun to watch. I don't know if I'll put too much on this game, if if uh, if at all. Um, I just the the offense there. Austin Matthews, forty goals. I mean, it's fun to watch the Maple Leafs, nonetheless. So I'll be watching this game. But from a betting perspective, you know, I I'm not in a rush to to back Toronto at minus two hundred. Nor do I think the Can- Canadians really have. You know, I don't know. I don't think the Canadians will win. So it's it's hard. I I probably won't bet on this game, but. That's my take. That's an okay take to have this late in the season. I'm not betting the game could be the best thing you ever say in a game because these are tough in some of these situations. And you're right. Toronto's home and cool. They already beat Montreal the other night. So I don't think they're going to be quite as up for this game, whereas maybe Montreal is. But at the same point in time, Montreal has had a really tough time beating this team other than the overtime game that they won earlier this week. It's been really difficult for the Habs uh, head-to-head against Montreal and they've or against Toronto. And they still have Weber out, Price out, Dano. Dano out is huge. Philip Dano being out is, look, he's been not good offensively, but he's one of their best defensive players up front. He's a great defensive center, actually, for Montreal. So people rip him for not scoring. Habs fans, I know. Oh, Dano's not scoring. He's not doing anything. He's still one of your better defensive centers. He still plays well away from the puck in the defensive end. And without him, now you got to worry about checking Matthews and Marner the way they've got it going, and Tavares and Nylander uh, and and everybody else on this Leafs team. Um, Defensive matchup-wise, that's a concern. No Deno for the Montreal Canadiens, and hopefully for them, he's back for the playoffs. I know he's not giving them the offense they wanted or expected, but he's still a damn good defensive player uh, as a forward, defensive forward. And uh, without him, uh, that's going to be tricky for Montreal moving forward again, trying to defend these potent teams like the Leafs. Uh, next game on the uh, slate here, we've got the New Jersey Devils and the New York Islanders. Islanders minus 220, home favorites, total five and a half, shaded to the under. Uh, look, New Jersey's not rolling over. I mean, we talk about grouping these teams into these non-playoff teams. And are they trying? Are they still giving you a great effort nightly? Do they still show an, uh, a desire to win games? I honestly think, Adam, you're seeing that with New Jersey. So it's not the easiest team to bet against uh, right now. And, of course, they took down the Islanders the other night. But the Islanders uh, coming into this game, uh, they're talking about we've got to somehow 
uh, try to get our game going. We've got to be better, Trot said. We've got to execute better. We have to wrap our minds around getting prepared for the playoffs, not just waiting for it, because it's not a switch you can flip. So I, I think Trotz has had it, quite honestly. This is now three losses in a row to teams that have been out of the playoff race for months. Buffalo uh, and, of course, New Jersey the other night. They lost both games to the Sabres the other night. Um, I think the angle here is first period. New York Islanders. I don't know if I want to go puck line. We know this team still offensively is hit or miss. Some games it's there. Some games it's not. New Jersey doesn't seem to back down in games, so they could fall behind quickly early and still battle back. And I like what I'm seeing from a lot of their young players right now, this New Jersey team. They're going to have a good team like Ottawa. They're going to, Ottawa's only going to get better. New Jersey's only going to get better with Hughes and with uh, Zaka and Heeshear. You know, they're only going to get better with that group of forwards up front. Uh, in the long run, but I think there's an onus on the Islanders to try to get their game going again after three straight losses, and I think in the first 20 minutes, you'll see a strong, concerted effort from the Islanders. So I like New York Islanders, first period puck line, minus one and a half, or sorry, minus a half goal, plus 130. So if the Islanders are leading after the first period, you cash your tickets. So I like the Islanders here, minus a half goal, uh, plus 130 uh, against the Devils. Uh, Adam, what do you think here, Devils, Islanders? Yeah, so Ian, kind of like how you were back in the Sabres tonight, <clears throat> I kind of like the Devils, but that same plus 1.5, um, you know, I, I, I'm getting them at minus 125 right now, the Devils, plus one and a half. I kind of like that. They, all the games this year between these two teams have been pretty close by one goal. Um, you know, Devils have been on a little hot streak, I think. And so, um, you know, but then Var Varlamov is in net. You know, he's leading with seven shutouts. And so... Um, at least I think, yeah, it looks like him and Blackwood. So, again, I, I would lean towards the under as well on this game. Two two solid goalies. Uh, the Islanders don't really score a lot. These games have been close, so I like that. Plus 1.5 with the Devils, and then I would lean towards the under 5.5. Yeah, the under makes some sense, definitely. A Blackwood in net. Blackwood's been up and down lately, but he's still the best goalie they have. Uh, New Jersey, no question. Varlamov, expected, not confirmed yet, but expected to be in net for the Islanders. But either way, I like the first period angle. Like I say, I'm concerned about the full game because this New Jersey team, they don't go away. They've been doing that a lot of games. They've come back from in a couple of games from a deficit two and one. So uh, give the Devils credit. I would just rather bank on the Islanders after Trotz basically reaming them out a little bit after that last game against New Jersey. Hey, it's time to wake up. Playoffs are around the corner, guys. Wake the fuck up. Chop, chop. chop. Let's go. You know, let's get it. Let's get our shit together here for cr crying out loud, because uh, it's been a bad week. It's been a rough week. And I don't fault you, Adam, one bit for looking at New Jersey here, plus one and a half here for that uh, puck line. But I think I'm going to go with the Islanders in the first period just to hopefully get off uh, to a fast start here in this one, because they sure need it at this point. Uh, Ottawa and Winnipeg. Uh, next game on the uh, slate here, we've got the uh, Winnipeg Jets minus 175 home favorites, total five and a half shaded to the over uh, in this one. Uh, these these two teams that just played recently, Ottawa beat Winnipeg uh, in Ottawa, and now they're playing each other again here in Winnipeg. Look, the Jets, maybe they're a team that's going to flip the switch a little bit and get going again because they had that brutal seven-game losing streak. They weren't scoring. Blake Wheeler and Mark Shifley were nowhere to be seen. You couldn't find them with the telescope on the ice. The defense was giving the puck away, tons of breakdowns. The goaltending from Connor Hellebuck, even he was going through a rough patch during that losing streak. But last game against Calgary, their most complete game in a long time. 4-0 shutout win. Blake Wheeler gets going. The defense was solid. They didn't give Calgary much. 
maybe that's a product of Calgary's offense blows uh, probably more than anything else, which it does. Uh, but give Winnipeg credit and Connor Hellebuck, that was probably his best game in a while. So a very welcome win for the Jets to snap that losing streak uh, against Calgary. Uh, and you might see them wanting to get on the get going here a little bit and get into the playoffs on a little bit of a momentum uh, streak here and carry it over with another good performance tonight against an Ottawa team that just beat them. However, you're not going to see me. You're just not going to see me betting against Ottawa, getting this kind of price. All the Senators do is compete, play their ass off with Stutzla and Batherson, uh, Brandstrom on the blue line, even without Thomas Shabbat. You know, who's their best blue liner and defenseman by far. And all Ottawa does is they still play well and find ways to win. Look at Montreal. They put the boots to the Montreal Canadiens uh, in their last game in that 5-1 to one victory. No way I'm going against Ottawa at this price. So I'm a little reluctant to fade Winnipeg because they got their game back and maybe they keep it going. But at this price, it's Ottawa pass still, in spite of all that. Uh, this team's trying. This is a playoff. This is a non-playoff team that has absolutely not mailed it in, absolutely not given up, and still played hard, played well every single recent game. So it's Ottawa pass for me. Uh, Adam, where, where do you stand here with the Senators and the Jets? Yeah, um, the last ten games, uh, honestly, Ottawa has been kind of impressive. Uh, they've been seven two and one, and it's it's hard to say that about an Ottawa team, but they're one of those teams that they just find ways to win some games when you're just like, how 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 did they win? And so, yeah, like like you said, I'm not in a rush to put anything behind the Jets. Um, you know, the Jets don't want to finish fourth in their North Division because then they're going to have to play the Maple Leafs. So I think they have a little bit to play for. They just ended that seven-game losing streak. Um, but again, I think Ottawa could be a little sneaky here. Like I said, they've been they've been impressive, 7-2-1. and one. So, um, yeah, like you said, Ottawa pass. All right, Anaheim, Minnesota. Minnesota minus 270 home favorites, total 5.5 shaded to the under uh, in this one. Um, look, Minnesota gets the win last night. Not their prettiest game, not the best game that they could have played by any stretch of the imagination. They even said it on the broadcast. That's not Minnesota's best game tonight, but hey, they found a way to win. Uh, that's all that matters. Uh, and we saw that last night from the uh, Wild uh, in that 4-3 overtime win against the uh, Ducks. Uh, Minnesota, you know, power plays, uh, uh, you know, with two minutes left in regulation. They killed that penalty to force overtime. But Minnesota, again, what can you say? Uh, Kaprizov just continues to be absolutely magnificent for this team. I've run out of superlatives to talk about how good he's been. But Anaheim, we know what tonight is. This is Ryan Miller's. This is Anaheim. I, I believe this is Anaheim's final game. It is. It's Anaheim's final game of the season. And it's Ryan Miller in net for his final NHL game ever. Uh, as he retires at the end of this season. And we saw what Anaheim did in his last start. And it was his last home start, and they rallied around it. They wanted to send him out on a high note for his last home start, and they put the boots to L.A. 6-2. to two. And it was really the best game by far Anaheim's played in two months. I think they bring it again tonight here against uh, Minnesota in for Ryan Miller in his final game. Uh, I would, uh, I think you can expect that. And look, Anaheim's actually found some offense, believe it or not, uh, the last few games. Maxime Comtois has been good. You know, leads the team in goals now. Trevor Zegras uh, is starting to make an impact. He's going to be a great player in this league for a long time, Trevor Zegras. We saw how good he was for the Americans in the World Junior Hockey Championship, leading them to gold. Uh, Troy Terry's gotten it going a little bit uh, as well for the uh, Ducks offensively in recent games. Back-to-back -back situation. 
Uh, definitely Talbot's had good numbers against Anaheim, but this is a live dog. This is just a live dog based on the situation solely. And if you're Minnesota, you already beat them last night. Sometimes a little lethargic, a little lack, lackadaisical against a losing team that you already beat last night. Uh, I think Anaheim's got a legit chance here to keep this game competitive, if not win. So I'm going to sprinkle on both Anaheim puck line, plus one and a half, minus 115, as well as the money line at plus 240 here on the Anaheim Ducks. I think that's a great price given this situation. It's the final game for Ryan Miller. We saw this team play uh, absolutely uh, all out in the last uh, game that Miller started at home. I think more of the same here. And look, Minnesota is a great team, but uh, you're seeing them lately. They're winning a lot of close games. They've been the cardiac kids. They've been the comeback kids. Uh, that's not necessarily a, a great thing when you're minus 270 favorites against what should be a very, very motivated uh, Anaheim team playing with purpose tonight in the final game ever for the longtime veteran goalie, Ryan Miller. I think we have a live dog here. Uh, Adam, what do you think? Anaheim, Minnesota. Yeah, I saw that too, Ryan Miller, and I think they're gonna they're gonna play hard for him. Ryan Miller, I, I I've enjoyed watching him over the years. Um, Wild, another one of those teams that play good at home, but but like you said, they've been they they get behind in games, and so like that the other night against Vegas, um, they scored what three goals in the third period, to, and they came back and won. They won. They scored two goals within like the last five minutes or something crazy. I was like, really. That, that's totally the wild. And so, yeah, I, I think tonight, same thing. They could probably get behind, but I, I don't know if they maybe make a comeback. They're not going to make a comeback all those games. And so, yeah, I kind of like leaning towards the Ducks here. But then at the same time, the Wild are good at home. So it's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to be rooting for the Wild. That's obviously my home team. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I, it's, it's like uh, you're a little bit like Terry. It's a little bit more difficult to want to. Fade the wild. There's no question. Uh, right. Terry's like that. Our loyal Ice Guys viewers. Well, I think this is the night they'll possibly to do it. You're right. Uh, Minnesota. You know they lost to Vegas in overtime. They they need overtime to beat Anaheim last night in what was clearly not the spot for Anaheim that it is tonight. Uh, and then of course the game they beat Vegas. You know they're five three down with eight minutes to go in the third period. They make it five four. And then the Vegas Golden Knights score those crazy goals back to back. Kaprizov, Brodeen from the point seeing eye shot to give them the win uh, six to five, basically stealing a win. So they could have lost that game too. Uh, this is the game. I think they lose tonight. Uh, Anaheim here sending Ryan Miller out in style. Uh, in my opinion, let's go uh, Carolina and Nashville. We've got uh, Carolina uh, minus minus one fifteen uh, home favorites, a total five and a half here uh, in this one. Carolina's clinched the division. Na this is Nashville for me um, at, a, at around plus uh, 100 plus 105 in this one. Nashville's coming off a loss to Columbus. Very simple for Nashville. Don't let Dallas hang around. Dallas is now two points behind Nashville for the final uh, playoff spot in the Central Division. Uh, don't give them any life. End it here. You've got Carolina coming off clinching the Central Division. Um, they're locked into first place. Keep an eye on the Carolina lineup and anything you hear from Brenda Moore later today in his uh, media availability. There could be guys rested today uh, for Carolina. You never know. Just that first game after clinching the division, knowing they're locked into the one, uh, the, the number one uh, uh, first place in the division. Uh, so keep an eye on that. They are going with Nadelkovich in net. That's the one thing that bothers me. And if you're Nashville, you're like, you fucking pricks, man. Uh, we need these wins here. We want to try to make the playoffs, and you're going to still start your best goalie right now, Nadelkovich. You're not starting Reimer, or you're not starting uh, one of your other goalies who's not as good. So that does worry me. He's excellent. He's had a terrific season, and it would not bother me one bit 
if Carolina goes with him uh, in the playoffs. He's been that well uh, for the uh, he's played that well for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes this season. Uh, but still, for Nashville, this game's extremely important for them. Uh, you know, they're trying to finally finish off and clinch this playoff spot. And for Carolina, I just don't know how much they're going to be fully invested in this game. There probably was a little celebrating after winning the division, knowing that these last couple of games uh, of the season, they can't go up. You know, there's just nothing at all at stake, nothing at all on the line. They know they're tops in the division. They are the better team, but I think Nashville, situationally, there's obviously a lot more at stake here for them. But it's it's reflected in the price. You could say that as well, because that's why Carolina is only a slight, slight road favorite in this game. Uh, because of the fact they know um, they know that they've uh, clinched the division and Nashville's the team that's got everything to play for here, not Carolina. So you could say it's not a good price. It's not good value with Nashville, but it's still the only side I could bet here. And I would look to the over here, five and a half, because you do have Nashville actually scoring goals lately and giving up a few more goals lately and actually trending over the total. Uh, in the, their last few games as well. So, and a loose atmosphere for Carolina. You could see them being lax on defense. They don't want to get anybody hurt. Nobody's blocking a shot. Nobody's going that extra mile, maybe defensively, like they would say in the games leading up to clinching the division. So, I think that could lead to more goals. So, for me, it would be a Nashville from a side perspective, uh, as well as over five and a half. Adam, what do you think here? Carolina, Nashville. Yeah. Um, one, one thing, one, one of the notes that I just uh, noticed was that the Hurricanes looks like they own the series this year. I, I don't think Nashville has beat them yet this year. And so um, it's, it's, it's hard. But like you said, it's the playoffs. Nashville has way more to play for. Um, they are at home, um, you know, with Nadalkovich and net for, for the Hurricanes. I don't know. I, I think Nashville could still pull one out here. Definitely. So I, I don't have much of an opinion when it comes to this game, but um yeah, I think Nashville has a lot more to play for, so I think there's there's value when it comes to that. So, all right, uh, so uh, not nothing officially for Adam here, but uh, lean at least to the uh, Nashville uh, Predators here in this game. And uh, yeah, I mean Carolina has owned them. Uh, there's no question uh, about it this season. And look, must win doesn't equal will win. I understand. That's why I'm keeping this small. This is not a best bet or anything. Carolina is better than Nashville. All right. So if if by chance they're not resting anybody. Carolina could absolutely still win this game, even though there's nothing at all tangible on the line for the Hurricanes uh, in this game. So that's the worry. The Nashville's got to go out there and earn it. You know, this is still an excellent Carolina team, even if there's uh, not the same incentive for this game as it is for Nashville. Uh, we've got St. Louis and Vegas uh, next up. Vegas minus 210 home favorites, total five and a half, shaded to the over in this one. Um, boy, I, I thought. St. Louis had a chance last night. I took them at plus 160. I had a slight profitable night, four and four, but a slight profit because I had Dallas and they were an underdog. Um, but St. Louis, if that had cashed at plus 160, that would have been a really nice profitable night for me. Unfortunately, Blues can't hang on to a 3-1 lead. Vegas comes back uh, and they end up winning uh, in overtime here. Uh, uh, going into this uh, game, uh, they come back and beat the Blues in overtime. Robin Leonard wasn't very good. Uh, last night let's be honest i mean st louis probably was outplayed a little in terms of shots and chances generated uh, but the bottom line is robin leonard gave up a couple of really really bad goals uh, in the second period to give the blues a chance uh, in that game i would expect mark andre fleury uh, to be back in net tonight for the golden knights he's been very good all season billy huso 
is expected, not confirmed, but expected to be the goalie here tonight for the uh, St. Louis Blues. Uh, and uh, he definitely has struggled for the most part uh, this season. I'm going to just go with the over here uh, in this game. The Blues and the Golden Knights has been an over-dominated series this season. Lots of overs head-to-head between St. Louis and Vegas. Uh, we saw one again last night. Uh, certainly think we'll see one again. I don't, I'm don't. i not on the side this time around, but I am right back to the uh, bet that I cashed with last night with these two teams, and that's the over. Uh, five and a half here, Blues and Golden Knights. Uh, Adam, what do you think here? Blues, Golden Knights down there at uh, T-Mobile. Yeah, um, it'll, it'll be another fun one to watch. I love watching the Knights, of course. But, um, yeah, I think the over for sure. There's a lot of value, five and a half. When these teams get together, they just score a lot of goals. Um, the Knights play good at T-Mobile. Um, I'm just not in a rush to, you know, I think they're down, they're at minus 200 something now, the Knights are. So they do play good at T-Mobile. Um, both teams are in the playoffs. I, I saw the Blues clinched. Um, and so, yeah, I would just, I would take the over. I am taking the over on this one, five and a half. Yeah, the Blues clinched uh, a playoff spot uh, last night because even though they got a point and L.A. had to lose to Colorado, which is what happened. So they're in. They are at uh, 57 points. There's absolutely no way they can catch Minnesota, obviously. They're 16 points behind them. So, you know, you worry about that a little bit. Like, is St. Louis going to be fired up for this game as much now with the playoffs clinched? You never know. Sometimes that's a fade spot, a bet against spot, that first game you know, after a team clinches a playoff spot. So we'll have to see how the Blues come out here in this game. But uh, that's why I'm staying off the side. It's hard to gauge where the Blues are at mentally coming into this one after clinching last night. Just stick to goals. Again, we've seen nothing but overs for the most part. With Who's these in that teams. for the Blues? Uh, ex- expected to be, not confirmed yet, Adam, but expected to be Vili Husso okay. uh, for the Blues after Bennington started last night. I'm sure it'll be Flurry. Uh, for Vegas after Leonard was in last night. Uh, so that that's what I'd expect for the goalie matchup here. Uh, Colorado, Los Angeles, Colorado minus 260. Uh, road favorites total five and a half shaded to the over uh, in this game. Uh, Colorado, uh, not easy, uh, but they eventually get past the LA Kings three to two last night. Uh, Kings give them credit. They battled Colorado very tough. Avalanche doing just enough uh, to get out, of, uh, get out of there with the win last night, three to two. Four points behind Vegas for first in the West. It's a long shot to catch them. They only have four games left. They pretty much got to win them all and hope Vegas stumbles in these last three games. Um, But, hey, it's still there. They're not completely out of it. They at least kept pace because they won. So did Vegas last night. Although Colorado really would have been helped out a lot if St. Louis had hung on to beat uh, Vegas last night. But now they're still four points back, running out of games. McKinnon didn't play last night. Uh, in that game, uh, no firm update as of yet whether he'll be back tonight. Uh, he's day to day with that uh, injury that he's nursing, lower body. Not didn't play last night. He's just going to be day to day. He's currently questionable for the rematch tonight uh, against the Kings. They're still without Brand- Brandon Saad, uh, Sam Gerrard, and Bowen Byram. Two of their really good defensemen uh, are out as well. Uh, for the Avalanche still. So they're they're battling some injuries. They're a little bit short-handed. They're not a team I'm rushing to go out there and lay minus 280 or even on the puck line. We have seen them actually play a lot of close games uh, as of late. So it's been a difficult team to trust, especially with all the uh, depletion, you know, with their uh, player personnel right now due to absences. It's difficult to trust them to win by margin. They're better than L.A. I will not be on L.A., not at all. Uh, but – I'm not rushing to lay anything with Colorado, whether it's puck line, whether it's regulation line, even whether it's first period, because we didn't even see them cash the first period. It was 1-1 uh, 
after the first period last night. So mildest of leans maybe to Colorado full game puck line, but nothing strong, probably a pass for me. Maybe I get back to the over again uh, with these two teams, but it did stay under last night. So I'll probably stay off that as well. Uh, what do you think here, Adam avalanche and the Kings? Yeah. Like, like you said, the Avs have a lot of injuries. And so I was just looking at their last four games here. Or so, but they've been close all, all within one game. Um, they lost the sharks that one night too. So it's, yeah, it's hard to trust the Avs. They're definitely, they're, they're in the playoffs. Um, they're going to bring it come postseason, but tonight against the Kings, I could, I think this could be a, maybe a soft spot for them. I, I didn't see who was in net. It looks looked like Johansson. Maybe I didn't see who was confirmed, but no, uh, not not confirmed, but expected to be Johansson. And I'm, it won't be Grubauer. He was in last night, right. so that's another reason maybe I get to that over because Johansson and Dubnik. I think over the total when I think of either of those two guys in net for Colorado, that's where I'd be going. Yep. Yeah, all right, so there, there, all right, so there we go. Uh, Colorado and LA uh, lean to the over. It sounds like you might be interested in the over. Maybe interested in LA a little bit if uh, Johansson's in or Dubnik's in for that matter. Just even at plus one and a half, you could get maybe a decent number there uh, with that. Uh, Vancouver and Edmonton uh, next game. We're down to our last two games now on this uh, Saturday slate. Edmonton minus two twenty-five home favorites. Total six shaded to the over here in this game. People are going to look at it and say, and I hate that there's that narrative out there. We know Edmonton lost to Vancouver, and people are saying, what happened to Edmonton? They played like shit. They didn't really. You know, the goalie played like shit, essentially. <laughs> Miko Koskinen, he gives up four goals on four shots. Even Dave Tippett, the head coach of the Oilers, said after the game, I've never seen anything like this. He's given up four sh- uh, goals on four shots to start the game. That's what buried Edmonton. Uh, and after that, they, you know, I don't think it was their best game either, but it wasn't that awful, awful game from Edmonton that everybody says it was. Um, they just got buried by terrible goaltending early. It's all about the Connor McDavid chase for 100 points. He's going to get there. Come on. This is a guy that needs just four points in the last four games to get to 100. He's going to get there. And I think if you're the Oilers and if you're Connor McDavid, your thought process is get this done sooner rather than later so that maybe we could rest you for a game or two late in the season. So if you've been following me on Twitter at Bobano, you know that I have been all over these uh, goal props uh, here uh, with uh, Connor McDavid, not goal props, but point props, I should say, uh, with Connor McDavid. Uh, I've been on them, uh, and I think I'm probably going to end up going back to them here uh, in this game uh, tonight against the Vancouver Canucks. When you look at it, he scored Three points the other night, all assists, and Edmonton didn't even play that well. I don't even think McDavid played all that well. And he still gets three assists in his sleep, three points. I'm on Connor McDavid over one and a half points again, minus 135. Over two and a half points is close to plus 300. If you can find that out there, take advantage of it. Uh, he is going to try to get to the, this 100-point uh, mark uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, I would expect that here uh, going into this game here uh, against the uh, – Vancouver Canucks and look the Oilers were sort of half not half asleep but it wasn't their best game the goalie was a big part of it Koskinen gave them no chance with that brutal first period they'll be better tonight I'd look at the puck line with Edmonton I'd look at the first period puck line as well I do think they answer the bell look Vancouver's happy they got their win everybody felt good it's been a rough season for the Canucks COVID issues out of the playoffs a condensed schedule they got their win they got Miko Koskinen uh, playing terribly early, and they took advantage of it. This is Edmonton's time to bounce back here. I like Edmonton puck line first period. Edmonton, 
or, yeah, Edmonton first period puck line, Edmonton full game puck line. And I'm also going to go with the uh, Connor McDavid props over total points, one and a half minus 130, over two and a half total points, plus 300, and maybe even to score a goal as well. This is all about Connor McDavid. He might even get to 100 points or close to it tonight. Uh, he could have a big night. The Vancouver defense is very, very giving uh, right now. Uh, so that's what I'm looking at. Uh, Oilers, Canucks, and I wouldn't even uh, argue with the full game over six as well. Adam, what, what do you think here with uh, Vancouver and Edmonton? Yeah, I, I had the puck line too for the, the Edmonton Oilers. Um, the Canucks just can't seem to keep the puck out of their net. Um, uh, yeah, Thatcher, Thatcher Demko, he's 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 all right. I mean, but yeah, I, I could see the Oilers puck line here. That's what I have down. And then, yeah, McDavid. I mean, I saw a stat. He had 12 points in the last four games. So there's no doubt he's getting to 100. And that prop that you said, yeah, it's, it seems automatic. At least two points a game for this guy lately. And so, yeah, um, but for me, puck line for sure. Uh, Oilers people are saying Ian are you nuts you're hammering all these Oilers bets and I will be on that team total over thank you for reminding me over three and a half with Edmonton that I was on that the other night it fell short I'm right back on it tonight Edmonton team total over three and a half and you're saying you're hammering Edmonton team total over you're hammering Edmonton first period puck line uh full game puck line what happens if these don't pan out they're all smaller bets like I don't look I don't have big big amounts on all three I I, I split them up I got a, a little on the first period puck line. I'll have a little on the full game puck line, probably a little more on the team total, and then probably a, de- a, a you know a, a decent amount on Connor McDavid's props as well tonight because I think that's where this is headed. They want he's going to get 100 points. He wants it. The team wants it for him. Uh, I think they're going to be a lot better and sharper tonight after what happened the other night. And of course, they're not probably with Mike Smith in net. There's a good chance he's not giving up four goals in the first 10 minutes of the game like Miko Koskinen did uh, the other night. So, you know, Edmonton's not going to get buried basically in the first period tonight like they did uh, the other night. So uh, this is McDavid props, Edmonton puck lines, both first period and full game, and the team total over three and a half for me uh, as well. Oh, wow, the book, the book for Raymond in the chat says it's over one and a half minus 182. Oh, maybe they're, they're adjusting at some spots. I can find minus 130, uh, minus 140 out there, you know, at some other ones I use, some Canadian books. So, uh, you know, cool bet, bet, uh, bet, and some other ones there that have the player props. Uh, so make sure you uh, check this out here. Uh, Edmonton, shop around if you like the Connor McDavid points props because you're right. There will be a different price from one book to the next. Uh, final game. Title. Curious yes. on where uh, the the prop bet is for the Leon Drysaddle. With those two guys on the same team, it's it's hard to not not look at you know the team total over. Yeah, exactly. And Dreisaitl props as well, because again, right. they're always on the power play together. Dreisaitl is either setting up McDavid or vice versa. Uh, we've seen that a lot this season. So uh, definitely uh, keep an eye on that. Oh, 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 cool bet's got it at minus 180. Okay, uh, good stuff. Because when I, I actually bet it very early this morning, it was still around minus 135. So it's gone up since then. There's people hammering that for good reason. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's McDavid. He got three points the other night. All he needs is two to cash over one and a half. There's a reason that price is skyrocketed, you know, on that Connor McDavid points prop. No question about that. Uh, Arizona, San Jose, uh, Adam, last game uh, on this Saturday card here. Pretty much even money, uh, both sides. This is a rematch of last night's game. Uh, the total five and a half shaded to the over. I'm coming back to over five and a half here. Like last night, late game, late season game, two teams not in the playoffs, loose atmosphere, Go back and forth. A lot of young kids in the lineup now for San Jose. 
That's what I noticed last night. They had way more of these call-ups and taxi squad players from the AHL, from the minor leagues, prospects that uh, Bob Bugner uh, and the coaching staff are taking a look at. And you could tell it was a younger, greener, inexperienced lineup because they got the 2 nothing lead. And then when things started to turn in Arizona's favor, uh, not a great response from San Jose. They end up losing 4-2 uh, to two last night, but they played a loose, wide-open style of game. Arizona not in the playoffs, and you can see they've played a little bit more run and gun of late as well. Um, so I was on San Jose last night. It was disappointing to see them not close the deal. I'm not coming back to them. I've not been a San Jose fan all year. And of course, the first time I bet them all year, I think was last night they lose. So that's enough of that experiment uh, back in the Sharks. But I'm just going to stick to the over here, over five and a half, minus 115. Uh, it's been Yosef Kozhanash in net lately for the uh, Sharks. And they're coming right back to him. Like Martin Jones has like been banished to hell or banished to, you know, uh, punishment, whatever the case may be for shitty, weak-ass goaltending. Uh, that's essentially the reason for it. Bob Bugner's had enough. He basically called out Jones after his last bad start. And even though this is a back-to-back, Josef Kozhanash played last night for San Jose. He's right back in net tonight uh, against Arizona. So that tells you all you need to know about uh, where Martin Jones stands in the uh, doghouse of the head coach right now uh, with the way he had been playing. So, uh, it was Darcy Kemper last night, not confirmed, but expected to be Aiden Hill uh, in that tonight for the uh, Coyotes uh, in this game. And look, they've gotten Connor Garland back from injury, which has helped them offensively. Bunting stepped up. Uh, Phil Kessel gets 900 points last night in his career with the the performance uh, with the goal he had last night in the third period. So uh, congrats to Phil Kessel. Uh, I'm just going to stick to the over. I think we see goals here over five and a half. Minus 115 with Arizona, San Jose. Uh, Adam, what do you think here? Sharks, Coyotes. Yeah. Um, anytime these teams get together, it seems like it's a high-scoring game. So I see a lot of value in the over there. Um, I just don't know which side to lean on. Seems like kind of a boring game in my opinion. Like you said, both teams are out of the playoffs. Um, I might be going to bed early on this one. I don't know if I'd stay up and watch it all. But, um, yeah, for sure the over. I like that bet here in this game. Um, yeah, that's all I got for that one. Yeah, I agree with you. Liking the over in that one. Uh, you you know what? The one site I use for goalie confirmations has Kozhanosh confirmed. And now that I think about it, and Terry mentions it in the chat, it was supposed to be actually the other goalie, the other young goalie for San Jose making his debut tonight. Um, Alexei Melnichuk uh, in net for the uh, Sharks tonight. Uh, he was promoted to the active rot. Yeah, he's starting uh, tonight. Yeah, Shang Peng. Shang Peng is a great uh, shark uh, beat writer that I follow on Twitter. He's the one that had it, that Melnichuk's in net tonight. So um, we'll see. How, but look, the problem is, and Alexei Melnichuk, look, maybe they play hard around him, uh, want to get him a win. Sometimes you get that. But boy, in the minor leagues this year in the AHL, 3.47 goals against average, 868 save percentage for him uh, in 17 games with the uh, AHL affiliate. That's not very good. Uh, it just isn't. So yeah. Uh, We'll see, uh, but I think Arizona can score on uh, Alexei Melnichuk here uh, tonight uh, in this game. Very mediocre numbers uh, in the uh, minor leagues, uh, and I think San Jose can score some goals too against an Arizona team that is definitely relaxed on defense at the defensive end of the ice since they got eliminated uh, from the playoffs. All right, that is the Saturday NHL card. We've gotten through every game. Big special thanks to uh, Adam Larson. It's kind of like with him, with Melissa Cunningham, uh, who she was with us a couple weeks ago on the show. She did a great job, but we put her through the paces 
on a Saturday card with a ton of games. And we did the same thing to you, Adam. We brought your big debut on the show, and here you are talking like 15 games or, or <laughs> 12 or 13 games today. But you did a good job. Hope you enjoyed being on the show. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. I, I I love watching the show, so it's it's kind of an honor to be here with you live, and so thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, we'll have you back on actually tomorrow. Uh, Adam is going to be joining us, and we might also have Vital Cote joining us again tomorrow. He's interested, he said, in joining the show tomorrow. I know it's a light card tomorrow, uh, only a few games, so it'll be a much shorter show, but uh, looking forward to the Sunday edition of the show. Uh, we got big news, by the way, about Alex B. Smith. Uh, he's going to be back home this week, and I think Tuesday is the tentative day that Alex B. Smith will be rejoining the show on a mostly every single day basis. Unfortunately, because he has been away longer than we expected, we have had to uh, unfortunately cancel the plans to do a, a, one more bet cast before the end of the regular season. But we will do a bunch of Ice Guys bet casts live during the playoffs. You can rest assured we will be here doing live bet casts once a week, hell, maybe even twice a week during the Stanley Cup playoffs starting uh, later this month. Uh, and, uh, yes, we are looking forward to the day when it is Ian, Alex, and Jimmy, the original, the OGs of the Ice Guys, the original gangsters back together again for uh, multiple shows. We will have that, definitely. And the BetCasts will have that as well during the playoffs. And, by the way, for the BetCasts, this is not just going to be an Ice Guys-only BetCast. We're going to invite people that have been on the show as special guests before, Terry Edelman, Melissa Cunningham, Maybe Devin Didiometti if he's around, Vital if he's around, uh, Adam if you're around. Like anybody that's been on the show, anybody that watches the show and listens to the Ice Guys show, you're invited to join us on the Streamyard on the live YouTube stream during the Betcast and watch the games and chat with us. Uh, we want to do that. We want to make this uh, a show for the fans, a show for the viewers, a show for the listeners. Make a party out of it, if you will. Have some fun. Watch some games. Play some in-game live bets you know, drink up a little bit, you know, with your favorite uh, libation or your favorite beverage, beer, whiskey, whatever the case may be. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun, you know, on, on these betcasts. We're going to open it up to anybody that wants that's around and a bit, and wants to join us live on the shows uh, during the betcasts at playoff time. It's going to be a shit ton of fun. Uh, of course, if we have like seven or eight people uh, live on a stream, it's always difficult because, you know, if you've got five people talking at once, you know, nobody can hear each other. But, you know, you're going to have those moments every now and then. But it's still going to be fun. We're going to have that. Uh, it's going to be like a party. And Ice Guys, ain't no party like an Ice Guys party. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's what we're going to have for the BetCast. So we're looking forward to it uh, in the playoffs. So get ready for that. Uh, before we get to best bets to wrap up the show, a reminder, you see it on the screen. If you're watching on YouTube, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. Great time of year. NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball on a daily basis. Uh, when you uh, download DraftKings and sign up, you'll get a uh, deposit bonus. There's weekly specials and incentives uh, available. So make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right. It is time for best bets for this Saturday card. Uh, Adam Larson will go to you, our special guests. Um, lots to choose from, but what do you like for best bet today? Yeah, uh, there is a lot to choose from, almost too much. But um, I, I think I'm going to go to that Lightning and Panthers game. I really like the over there, five and a half. Um, both teams offensively super strong. Yeah, they they do have good goaltenders too, but um, I, I, I don't know. I see both of these teams coming out just swinging. Uh, like you, you said, they might save it for the playoffs. I, I think they might show us tonight what they're capable of. And um, I, I just like the over there, five and a half on that game. 
All right, Tampa Bay, Florida, over five and a half uh, for Adam Larson with his uh, best bet. Every time I say your name, Adam Larson, I'm thinking of the defenseman for the uh, for the Oilers. It's spelled different, though. It's L-A-R-S-S-O-N, the Swedish spelling uh, yep. with him. But, yeah, it reminds me of him. Uh, Tampa Bay, Florida, over five and a half, minus 120 uh, for uh, Adam Larson with his best bet. Yeah, if you believe the coach speak from Joel Quenville and John Cooper, you know, they're talking, hey, we want to win these games. We're coming to play. So we'll see if that's indeed the case tonight with uh, those two teams. Melissa, thank you for real, uh, for acknowledging that. Yes, I don't drink much water, and I talk a shit ton during these shows, as you know. So it, it, it is kind of amazing that, you know, I'm not completely gasping for air and you don't have this dry mouth uh, syndrome or anything like that. Uh, very fortunate, very lucky uh, in that regard. So thank you very much, Melissa, for saying that. Uh, somehow, some way, I make it through. Uh, all right, my best bet. Um, I'm going. Uh, I'm going bold. Hopefully, the bet will be beautiful uh, as well uh, here uh, with this one. Anaheim Ducks, and not just plus one and a half, plus two forty. I'm doing it. Oh yes, I'm doing it. Sorry, Terry. For one day, you got to understand this is a strong situation here for Ryan Miller in his final game uh, ever in the NHL. Uh, you know, a Minnesota team that already beat Anaheim last night. I think for Anaheim, this game, uh, to finish it off right for uh, a goalie that's been a great, great goalie in this league for 20 years and send him out on a winning note. We're going to go a little bit out there today for my best bet on this Saturday card. Anaheim Ducks plus 240 against the Minnesota Wild. Uh, that is going to be uh, my best bet here for this Saturday uh, NHL card. It's a strong situational angle. It reminds me of the Bruin game the other night, uh, and you just hope that uh, Anaheim's got it in them to carry it out, and I think the effort will be there. Hopefully the results are there. Anaheim plus 240 in Ryan Miller's final ever NHL start. Anaheim plus 240 against Minnesota for my best bet. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for tuning in live on YouTube. Again, you can watch the show live on YouTube seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, Sunday, noon Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live on YouTube, you can download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast providers, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeart, it is all there for you uh, in audio podcast form. For Adam Larson, our special guest, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Sunday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey Podcast Network.